Hi, welcome in. It is game day, technically, but not for us. Depending on what you are looking at across the board, a couple of gay football at least is back. So yes, we have that, and I'm excited. You're excited I, about tonight because it's because it's not Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. All because right, because it's not the Phillies. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because it's not the Phillies is is a, a big reason to be excited. But I don't know. Tonight's a hold your nose kind of game. Like if you're going to wager okay. on this game, why you know? not get the under then, Harry? Wouldn't you be happier sitting through a pile of steaming shit if you took the under? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, you know, or or you just take the dog and hope they can keep it close in a steaming pile of dung. Number That's two. a tough Deuce. way to live, my friend. It is. It is tough. Tonight? Yeah, Jacksonville in the under would be a really tough way to live. <laughs> That's, I, I, you know, look, you just doubled down on my joke and made it real. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. right, you want to have fun with the under? How about you take the Jags? Too? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And a half, I see, right? Why don't you really own it and take the Jaguars? <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't want anything to do with Jacksonville. Maybe we should ask Kwame Brown what to do tonight. You see that? Because he seems to have sage advice, this young man. He's not, no longer a young man, I guess. But, man, I tell you, he's he's making perfect sense. The world goes crazy yesterday because a national uh, pundit, you know, has basically been saying what we've been saying for <laughs> six months, you know, over a thousand times we've uttered that probably on this very show. And all of a sudden, so-and-so says it and it's like, whoa, whoa. whoa. It's whoa. like that meme, that, that little meme you like to pull out with the kid going, oh, yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. like, wow, whoa. Oh, man, stop the presses, Stephen A., has what weighed in. Hey, does anybody even like? And I don't need not that the Stephen A. I'm sorry, the Kwame Brown was was his message a little more poignant than Stephen A.'s? Well, yeah, especially because it's coming from a former player. Okay, you know, he he said you got to get that money. You know, you got to you got to do your business and right. get back and and go to camp. Basically, is what he's saying. <laughs> Wait, go to camp or get the hell out of town? No, no, no. He wanted he, he's he's advising him to come back to the Sixers. Oh, uh, does he know how fans feel though? <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. know. I, I don't know. But right. yo, they are on the hat, man. They are on the hat. The, yeah, the Heisenberg on the hat. Well, it's Joey B. <laughs> don't don't let six Joey B messages fool you. With right. It's What's like up? Yeah. What, what is that? Andale B. Uh, on he the hit way. one also. Oh, there yeah. you go. Andale B. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, we have to play this, right, at some point? Oh, that would be great. Can we? Uh, said, uh, we can at least play the audio. I know that. Yeah, right, right. We play him, though. This is not like it's on TV. Right. I'm just I'm just so confused with the rules. Right, right, right. You know, it's like COVID. YouTube is a lot like COVID. Like, I just don't know the rules. I just need to show a passport that we have clearance for a video. Okay. And then we're good, right? Okay. Do you, I, how do, how do you get it? How do you get the passport? No, I, it was I was making a joke. Of, <laughs> yeah. Vaccine yeah. Passport. yeah, you have a vaccine card. Yeah, well, I found out we're going out to, uh, to dinner here in the next week or so downtown in Philadelphia, and on the reservation it says you have to show proof. Oh no! Yes, how about now, that? Can you take a test though? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, all these government workers. Uh, in Jersey, 
like like doctors and not well not government workers but um healthcare workers doctors and and nurses and stuff like that are being fired mm-hmm. because they've been vaccinated right right so it's like a big big deal right now because yeah. here they are on the front lines going out there risk their life for a whole year and a half taking right. care of people with this right. and well, now now, anybody's, if anybody's, now you're gonna right. make me right you're gonna make me right. take this vaccine yes i hate to yeah. do it to you welcome man. to china yeah <laughs> well somebody's paying for it yeah now what was uh what, what's this thing with King? Oh yeah, ninety one LSXers. Kwame Brown, by the way. But you we'll, had that up there. Um, we'll we had Kincaid on yesterday, and at the end, I said that uh, you were a little disappointed in him because he has not posted anything on Crossing Broad in the last couple of weeks as to all your new gigs. Well, I yeah. said you too, though. You have another gig and all this other stuff. So don't just don't just Yeah, but I was I was not upset about it. You were upset no, about it. You, you were visibly shaken. Well I wasn't visibly, but I was I was upset. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so he he put down he said that you know you have so many jobs and have so much going on that you need your own drop down menu on the website. <laughs> like you just click on Aton and it drops down and then you can sort of click in on any gig that you have to see what's going on. That's pandering, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's wrong for that, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's pandering. Because you know it's not going to happen. That's like showing up wearing one of these mascot shirts. Right. Well, you know, it's Nick Sirianni's not wearing any T-shirts this week. Oh, I thought he was going to show up. Oh, he's shirtless? Party. He's bare-chested? No, he had an Eagles. He just had this stock Eagles like stock. coach's okay. shirt on or whatever. He's learning. Yeah. He's learning. He's learning. I mean, look, the next step would be him showing up in full gritty, right, with the gritty head. Where's that gritty head? Well, maybe for like what the first night of the Flyers season? Yeah, or, or just like, you know, how can you ramp this up anymore? You know, maybe take away from the fact that Andy Reid's going to win his 100th game as a Chief this weekend here in Philadelphia. So you bring it all back on you. Put it all right. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I'm just so out on gritty. Well, yeah, that's that's what I mean. It would be like the worst evolution it's the de-evolution of pandering mm. that's all well i mean they they literally made a you know made a costume to take away of the bad play on the yes. ice man yeah, yeah you right. saw it first, that's totally first ridiculous, down there yeah. yeah that was the ultimate right. distraction exactly right. that's, right. What I'm you saying. Know? that's why this this is all about distraction like sirianni is smart like a fox here this isn't about enduring to the fans this is about being the topic of conversation from Monday through Saturday, and people are talking about your damn T-shirt. Rather as, than the football team. Yeah, yeah. As opposed it's, it's to gladiator. a couple alarm throws from your quarterback. Right, well, it's, right. It's gladiator, man. It's gladiator. You know what I'm saying? You got to control the mob. You know what I'm saying? As long as you have the mob, you control Rome. Well, this well, ain't as long Rome, you have the mob, you control Philly. Philly. <laughs> right. And I got to be honest with you. You come out like that and pander, 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 and then get beat. Your ass kicked in. Not Panda Panda, but Panda. No, panda. not Panda Panda. <laughs> who's that? Is that? I know it's a song, but who sings that? A rap? I, I, I don't know who sings. I'm not to say the song. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Harry, that's that's something that Harry would know. Like, what do you mean? No, I don't. Be struggling panda. to find out what panda, pop panda, rap panda. song <laughs> is being rapped by the tip, the, like the in guy. And Barrett and I are like, man, I haven't listened to rap music for 20 years. Right. And I was like, oh, that's Kodak Black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is Kodak Black, is he like, uh, is he not cool? 
Yeah, no, no, cool. no. He's in. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's what I thought. He's an, he's an in crowd. Yeah, These guys okay. are all in. You know, that's all. It's the in versus the out. Oh, it's from designer. Not the inner or out. Oh, designer. Designer, designer with, with two, two eyes. eyes. Yeah, okay. remember when he – I remember I was at a Sixers game, and he did – I think it was the halftime show, and it was oh, an yeah? abomination. Yeah, because he you couldn't hear him. He's holding the mic like this. He's all muffled. Uh-huh. He's a mumble rapper on top of that. Oh, and it was shit. just like, what are we doing here, man? Wow. Yeah. I was out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> You can't, oh, you, can't you, you come back on fire, bro. You came back on I was fire. Say, I, I didn't think it was that funny. I thought you were laughing at the stream, like not Panda <laughs> no, Express or something. But you called him a mumble rapper. He's that's exactly it. Because I don't know what Isn't the hell he? he said. Oh, 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 oh panda. That's only oh, that, I'm just panda. That, that's a thing. <laughs> mumble like, rapping. Yeah, mumble like, rapping. The closest yeah. thing I could think of it is like Colbain and that grunge where you had a lot of like oh yeah. You couldn't understand one thing they were saying. Yeah. Right. Except the chorus, maybe like the two or three word chorus. Right. It was like <laughs> even flow. Yeah. And then the chorus yeah. it's right. Jeremy Spell. Like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> that's the old uh that's the old Kevin James bit. Remember that? Uh, you know, oh, of course it comes back to so, Kevin James. Like, you know, the guy who's always like leaving that long message. Hey, Jai, it's Jai, call me back. I'm at 7-8-5-5-1-2-3-6. The most important part of the message is, is in hyperspeed. Yeah. You, can, you can learn a lot from stand-up here. Oh, man. Are you oh, guys, man, I needed this. I needed this, guys. Man. We have I college football too. Yeah, Miami though tonight in Virginia, uh, that's a, right? That's a nice over right there. This kid in uh, Virginia has thrown for over four hundred yards in back-to-back games. Five hundred, I think, maybe even. In wow. Virginia? Yeah, yeah. You look. You want balance tonight? Is like a black and white cookie. Mm-hmm. You've got the vanilla on one side, which is this NFL game, and then you've got the chocolate on the other side, which should be a total that hits somewhere in the eighties. Wow. So you can go back and forth. You can have fun with it. What is the total? It was sixty-two last I checked, but mm. let me let me Is double. Game tonight? Yes. Yeah, Miami, Arizona. It's no my Virginia at my Virginia, Miami. Pardon. Yeah, they're Virginia. at Miami. Yeah. I don't know why I said Arizona. tomorrow night is Iowa, Maryland. That's a pretty good one too. That must yeah, BYU, be Utah State, also. Yeah. Yeah, I can't now. BYU, Utah State is like. Well, I have two. If you have two TVs, then it's a two TV night for sure. But I, I mean, look, Iowa, Maryland. I'm, I'm just interested to see what's going on with this. It's in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Herps have played well. Yep. It's just this Iowa man, this Iowa team. Are they for real? So far, Tag of Iowa going up against them tonight. It's yeah, a short line. Friday night. Yep. Friday. Or Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. Like Tagliavoa has been unstoppable. It's the unstoppable force versus the immovable Movable object. object. Yeah. That's right. Now, have we heard Mad Dog Russo say Tagovailoa? <laughs> that would be amazing. Wow. We have to text somebody over there. <laughs> we should get Billy Z. You know, Billy Z does a lot of bear stuff. And this whole thing going on with Justin Fields and everything. Like, we could justify an appearance from Bill Zimmerman. He'll pop on. He's mm-hmm. easier to track down than Dog. Dog hasn't gotten back to me yet. Yeah, the Bears, I think, are proposing a new stadium. Did you see that? I did not. They're moving out of the city of Chicago. 
out to the old Arlington Raceway, the, the horse race track, and they're going to build, they bought land and they're going to build a big stadium. Really? It's like 30 miles outside of town. Yeah. Now, what's happening? Why are they moving away? Soldier Field is like, I mean, that's well, not moving away from RFK. No, I mean, it's ancient, though. And it was refurbed years ago, but it's really mm-hmm. still probably a, an old, outdated facility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to blow it up and redo it? I guess no, so. they're going to move. They're that's moving. They're moving all their stuff out of town. Wow. Is it technically yeah. in what where is it? Arlington Heights? Yes, I Rockford. believe so. Is it Rockford, Illinois? I think it's Arlington Heights. I think you had it. Yeah. Well, I just stole that from Joey B. Arlington Heights. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. Well, Joey B knows. <laughs> yeah. No, I, did, uh, I did reach out to dog. I, I just uh, you know, it, it takes a lot. It takes like three or four yeah. shots to get one back. Billy, I know we can just just get on. And- Could we get Bab Chick on at some point? Yeah, that's fine. He's just a pain in the ass. Well, I know. You know I, I I don't know. I, I don't like highlight. I don't. I don't want to do anything positive for him. What the hell does he do for me? That's true. That's now, Bill Zimmerman was was a big help for me. All right. So I I, I owe Billy. I, I owe Billy. All right. I don't know Babcheck shit. Yeah, right? true. I covered true. for him more in the morning, saying, "Oh no, he's been here since five a.m." Oh Did yeah. Did anything? Yeah, yeah. Is that what would happen? He'd show up five minutes before the show. I can't tell you, man, how many times. So I would work the late shift on an anchor or I would host the show, the late show, right? Whatever it was like, I'd be there till like one, one in the morning, usually doing anchor. So what I would do is I do a morning anchor shift until about noon, one o'clock. And then I would have off until about four or five o'clock. And then I'd come back or I would host a show in between that, like on mad dog or something. And I would, or whatever the, you know, help out in some capacity. So I would be running these triple shifts, right? And I would come in and then my evening anchor shift would go from like 6 to 1.32 a.m. And then I would maximize the time up there because I was traveling from Plymouth meeting. So I told him, I was like, dude, just jam me with three straight days of shifts and I'll sleep in my car. I'm fine with that. So I would go right outside outside on, uh, was it 49th Street in between Broad and 7th. And I'm right in front of the building. It's this big building. It's right across the street from the Fox News building. Yeah. It's actually featured in the office for anyone who who knows where Dunder Mifflin headquarters is. But anyway, so I would sleep out there and then, you know, I'd like smoke a bowl or something to wake up and I'd walk in <laughs> to wake up Yeah, at like 530 in the morning, 545 in the morning to get ready for my first update. Oh, and there's Babcheck in the in the elevator with me. Like, hey, if anybody asks, I've been here for an hour or anything. I'm uh, just like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Yeah. He never did anything. To help well, yeah. Me. Cause his Where co-host is out in Florida, down in Florida. Right. Doesn't well, no, Cohen... he was there. Oh, he Evan... was. Well, yeah, this is pre COVID and all. So, yeah, Oh, he, I thought he, he was always there. was in Florida. No, but, but this was also, no, this was back. Remember this was back with like Steve Phillips. Oh, okay. And it, there were a bunch of guys before Evan. I was there with Evan, but there were a bunch of guys, you know, Andrew Bogish popped in and did a couple of shows. Uh, Jason Horowitz did a couple of shows. So mm. these guys bounced around with Phillips, but that's all. That's the point. Long story around there. Big long game story long. Kansas. <laughs> OU at yeah. KSU. How is OU only a six and a half point? I know. Right? Well, I'd love they, to see. They because they've beat OU the past two times. I'd love to see K-State win that game. That's not and, they're in, and they're in Manhattan. Just that put an end to all this OU nonsense. You guys, I, I honestly, man, OU's got something here. They they don't lose football games. They just don't blow people out. You want them to blow people well, out. Well, yeah, they should blow people out. 
you got to be impressive in college football when you're not until you start playing the real big guys. Well, they're hey, not I just gonna. Yeah. I just got a um. I just got an email. Lashawn McCord to retire as Philadelphia Eagle on Uh-oh. Friday. No, really. Friday. Yeah. Mm. On Friday. Just to make the announcement, like what he signs a one day contract. Yep. Yep. Retires yep. and yeah. that's it. Hasn't all that yep. stuff jumped the shark years ago? Like seriously, <laughs> I thought the team so. will pay tribute to the six time Pro Bowler by honoring him as the Eagles' late legend of the game on Sunday, October third, okay. at Lincoln Financial uh, Field. Are they bringing Chip Kelly back for that? <laughs> no, when they when they put him in the Ring of Honor, will they bring Chip down on the field? <laughs> I think it's only right. Only right. right. You know, I mean, Frank Gore should be there. I mean, you know, let's do this right. Let's do this. Hey, how about that? You know, they pan the crowd. Right. With some, some like pasty, pudgy guy in one of those Groucho Marx masks. It's Chip. Yeah. Well, who's that? They need to bring back that DB. Who's that DB that uh that they cut and he went to? He ended up going to the to Steelers. He didn't play there, but he played nickel, real good nickel oh, yeah. for him. That's the kid who basically said that Chip yeah, didn't say out of there. Yeah, Boykin, everybody. Boykin, huh? Boykin, yes, Boykins, Boykins. Yeah, yeah, Boykin, yeah, Boykins. Yeah, Boykins. Yep. yeah. And he outed everything mm-hmm. about Chip being racist and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Boykin. That's the last. Uh, you won't see him no more. No, he's he's done. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely. Chip was done. like, who? <laughs> but but if he could play safety, the Eagles might want to bring him back to right now, man. They are depleted that. at that position. Hey, what man, is going I'm, on, man? I mean, are they bringing? Um, is McLeod ready yet? No, I don't know if he's ready yet. He's no, not ready. I don't, no, I don't think he's ready. He's yeah. not ready to go. <laughs> Between the O line and the safety position, I mean, my God. Yeah, public tryouts. Seriously, I, I, and what's crazy is that remember at the start of the season. We were all like, well, at least they got their linebackers intact, right? Like, right, right. I'm sure about a couple yeah. of other things. They've got one and a half guys in the secondary we can trust every single week, but right. at least their linebackers are intact. Yeah, and this offensive line, if it stays healthy, is one of the best units in the NFL. Well, three weeks in, it's brutal. Two out did of I, five. Did I jinx myself, man? I really jinxed myself. But I should have just went in there with that attitude anyways. I, I'm always a glass-half full guy. I mean – I just can't help myself when it comes to my Eagles, man. But I mean, they are a top top three offensive line when they're healthy, mm. and they're not healthy. But so they're never healthy. Right. They're never <laughs> right. They're they're healthy the first snap the first snap right. of the season. You know, so and so is really good at their job when they're sober. The problem <laughs> is they're never sober. Right. It's just it's just hard. Right. It's very hard. Hard, hard what? Hard to stay sober? If you could yeah, just stay me. off I'm the lead, man. You know? I'm, I'm Josh Gordon's a great wide receiver when he's not doped up. No. You know? It's amazing, yeah. There are all these stipulations about the Philadelphia Eagles. We always have a if. Yeah. Crazy. If this happens, Crazy. we are. Not we are Penn State. No. <laughs> they now got Indiana to... this week. Right. Now, we're supposed they to get play around with them, man. They got to go ahead and knock them out early because, you know, that's exactly what, what Indiana is, one of those teams that hang around a little bit. And all of a sudden you look in and it's fourth quarter and you're down by three with Indiana. Mm-hmm. That's the type of team they are. Indiana's dog shit, though. Let's be honest. Well, they are, but they always hang around like that. Their quarterback has been so underwhelming. I'm, I'm surprised. Penix, right? Yeah, Penix. Yeah. He's been so underwhelming this year. 
And I don't think that there's revenge. So here, here's my theory on the game, right? Normally, if Indiana didn't beat Penn State the way in which they did last year with some controversy towards the end, overtime, yep. all that shit, then I would say that there's a legit shot right now that Penn State gets caught. That Penn State maybe gets caught overlooking what Indiana is this year. But something tells me, Barrett, that having that sting from last year isn't like revenge, but it's enough to keep them up so that they don't let down against Indiana. They won't. They, they're going to go out there and try to finish them early, not even let them stay around. Frankly, if James Franklin right now and tell him, you, know, you remember what they did to you last year. Do you remember how you felt last year? It'd be a travesty to that team. They should just go ahead and knock them out early and, and, and be over with that game, man. They should be playing their twos and threes by halftime. Right. That guy's been hurt a lot, Penix. Yeah. This He's year. got uh, through his career at, at IU. He's had a couple of big injuries. It's just not what they were. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. Like last year, I think them in Wisconsin last year caught a wave. And maybe mm-hmm. it was COVID. Maybe it was just circumstance. But – he is a complete like, like night and day different, but he's just not. They're not explosive. They're just not explosive. No. Now, I saw everybody's all geeked up right now about this Deshaun Watson shit, right? What? No, I haven't seen anything. No, no. All right. Well, we're gonna get to that in a second. Also, there's, there's, go there's ahead. new new. There's new news on this. Well, I, he was trending, and I guess both rap sheet oh. and Shefty. We're putting shit out there about whether or not, I guess they like the Philadelphia 76ers have softened their ask or at least have, yeah, 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 yeah. All this, all this crap here, man. You know how it works. I'll tell you what now, what what the tweets are. I just didn't know if you wanted to hear some Kwame first. Yeah, let's do it. I watched the entire clip of Kwame. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Nice. Well, I sent it to you, but I still the, the kid was still sleeping. So I Oh no, I was in. I didn't want to risk. All right. So this was 15 hours ago. I guess they were tw- Jay Glazer tweeting and all this. I, I don't know what the latest is on Watson, but he was trending for a while. So well, I don't know. We'll see about that. Now, Barrett, have you seen this from have you seen this message from Kwame Brown? No. To Ben Simmons. No. No. And Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, let me tell you something, sir. I, I can't tell you what to do, but I saw a video of you saying you'll never play for Philly and you'll never report to camp or you're not going to report to camp. I understand the way you feel, sir, but I would like to explain to you What's going to happen to you and your career if you do that? I feel like you should go to camp, sir, because it's bigger than you. You have all the media talking about you, and that's fine and dandy. Them people owe you $147 million. Go get your fucking money. (laughs) Don't get so emotional to where if you do that, they're going to suspend the shit out of you they're going to delay your trade until they get a, the bulk of your money back. Yep. They're going to get a lot of money. It's going to open you up to company policy. And then they're going to start saying conduct detrimental to the team. They're going to sully your name and fuck your name up across the league. Because guess what, young man? 
they don't expect someone you're doing business right now. This ain't about your feelings. I understand you don't like that organization. Mm, there's other know. organizations. And if they invest their money into you, they want to know that you're going to do business with them. All right, real quick, because I heard two ah-da-da's from Barrett. All right, we'll continue <laughs> this real quick. All right? he, he, he's not going away. But you've been through this shit. Not to the extent of Ben Simmons' max NBA money. But you've played at a bunch of different places, so I can't imagine. Yeah, right, a hundred thousand dollars worth of that. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, I messed up. I, I messed out a hundred thousand dollars not going to jail to go to the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's right, man. It's a business now. Right now, his is he, cool because his name is out there and it's only bringing more attention to the league. But at the end of the day, this is a business, and right now he's playing in his feelings. He's playing like you know, or oh, they hurt my feelings. They talk about so what? Right. You can say whatever the hell you want to say about me for one hundred forty million dollars. Say whatever you want to say. We're talking about one hundred and forty million dollars that you will not be able to get back. There's no way to earn that money back. You can't. You got to get it while you can. You got a small amount of time to maximize your money making potential. Get your money while you can, because ain't nobody else gonna pay you the way the uh, way the Seventy Sixers paid you, because everybody knows your deficiencies now. You're deficient in scoring. You can't yep. score. Yeah, this is a scoring league. Nobody's paying 140 million dollars for a defensive player. Period. Period. A, period. a defensive player that can pass the ball. So what? Those come a <laughs> dime a dozen. It just so happens you're six ten. Get your money, man. Forget that. All right, all right, coach. You know, hey. Uh, uh, and B, you hurt my feelings, but let's go win these games, man. That's why I can get my paper. Right. That's, that's, How many times Shaq and Kobe, right? right. Michael, everybody. Right. Okay, got along with Michael Jordan. We know that. We didn't right. need that 30 for 30 coming out. I we don't know. knew that nobody got along with Michael Jordan. It was the worst kept secret around. Guys were taking feelings out during that shit. This is feelings, man. His feelings is hurt so well. You could you you can hurt my feelings all day, but if you give me $140 million, right. my feelings is just hurt. Yeah. Okay. I don't so have what? feelings. Right. <laughs> right. Cold, hard, like a rock. What you say, Harry? Ben Simmons, you are a jump shot away from being LeBron James. Right. right. See? Now, when Stephen A says that, we've been saying that for how many years here in Philadelphia? Right. Seriously. And, and that's the thing. Like, we even moved it down – to a you're like 20 free throws away right if you could shoot 70 percent from the seriously. free throw line seriously yeah you can at least kiss me man we don't you don't need to take three pointers just no. take right. a couple of jump shots and be willing to go to the free throw line you, did you see that did you see that uh that fine money that um everybody's putting out um over social media no. i actually screenshot it man and and it's ridiculous it says um all right, this this what what could what Ben Simmons could face in fines, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The missed media day, up to fifty thousand k. Mm -hmm. Missing practice, one practice, twenty five hundred. Two practices, five thousand. Three. It's practices, only twenty five hundred to miss a practice. We're talking about one practice, though. I know, but I mean, I'm just thinking like you go to. No wonder AI would go to AC and, and have a night a night out. It's like twenty five hundred bucks. Who cares? Well, hold on, but look. Practice three, 7,500. Practice four and beyond. Each practice, 50K. Okay, now we're serious. Right, so then you go to exhibition games and regular season games. 
for for you know each game up until twenty games, so nights up to nineteen games, is two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars per game. Hmm. Two hundred twenty-seven k per game. You know what I'm saying? Insane. Yeah. That's then regular season games from twenty-one to eighty-two, three hundred k a game. Three hundred k a game? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So we're talking about millions of dollars. This cat for losing, for missing a season. Are you kidding? Yeah. Man, there's no way. His feelings are expensive, Barrett. Man, oh my God, man! Yeah. His mama should be whooping his tail. <laughs> a lot. Do you realize what Phyllis Brooks would be doing right now if I was? <laughs> he'd be so mad that I missed out on 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 uh, on, on uh, the first pack. 2500 son. You could have bought me a, a a food truck, and I could be out there making that money with this. You know what I'm saying? You could have bought me what. Man, come on. Are you kidding me? I do wonder, Man. though, like this dude knew he was out, right? Like, let's be honest. I don't think it took. I think what happened at the end of the season was a perfect exit, like a right. perfect opportunity for Simmons to say, OK, I'm out. Like, forget it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that the plan was to get out at some point. And I wonder, I just wonder, because, look, this is different than the NFL and that, you know, you have guaranteed money coming to you when you sign that contract. It's all right guaranteed. Away. Yes. Right. So I wonder if Simmons, when he signs this mega extension, starts stacking a couple of chips for the holdout fund. Mm, yeah. Because if I'm clutch sports, if I'm rich, Paul, and I've been through this before, I'm saying, listen, young man, it's going to get rough. If you want out, I told the same thing to A.D., Mm -hmm. If you want out, you need to do two things. One, don't budge. Don't answer the freaking phone when people call you. Don't say, I'm sorry, bro. Don't say any of that. And two, stack. Mm. Be prepared to have a fun. Now, look, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and my brain working. Well, but I give Rich Paul a ton of fucking credit when it comes to knowing and navigating the league. Hmm. Kwame said he should just go back and then he could fake an injury. Okay, but this is it, though. <laughs> All right. Well, so if he, he said he it's been done many times in the league. Right. My plan, right. Harry, all right. Just go back. Look. Yeah. Look at what. Oh, Watson my back. Did. Yeah. Look Hamstring. What Watson did. Yeah. Watson came back. He was right. back in the building. So they can't find him for not being there. He is right. there. He is there. He knows about that. He knows he got to get his money. But look, if he just just the just the games he missed, if he misses games um, 22 through 82. Six million two hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Six point two, well, six point three million dollars that they're gonna take away from him. Mm -hmm. Six point two million. Now that's crazy. He just made a ton. Well, he just got a sign up bonus for eight million. Right, exactly. Exactly. And and no, look, you can buying a house SD, I understand the sentiment on the chat that you just buy this ridiculous mansion so you don't have anything stacked. I, I You can get around, like, broke people like us can buy houses. So mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, you can get equity. That's not, I don't think, specific. And look, it's not about Simmons, Joey B, and others. It's about who's advising him. All right? We can't just ignore the fact that one of the most, if not the sharpest, you may not like it, but yeah. Paul is one of the sharpest agents in the NBA, if not the. He, he get, now, look, a lot of it is because who funds him, right? It's like LeBron James. LeBron, yeah. But we get that. There's power wielded with that. I'm just saying, I wonder, it wouldn't shock me. That's all. We got a break anyway. Uh, Seren Petro is going to join us coming up from Kansas City, our buddy from KC. 
And we can talk all about this football game. You ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. We're back in three. It's the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sorrent's going to join us coming up. Sorrent Petros? Petro, no S. Oh, Petros. Yeah, I get confused with Petros Papadakis. No, 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 no. We, don't, we don't bring that guy on. <laughs> on. Only money, if you want to talk USC football or Pac-12 football. Right? And Money, right? isn't the other guy Money? Yeah, Petros and Money's the, the, the show, yeah. And it was just like, Matt Money Smith, Matt, I think, yeah. right? And the guy and the imaging on Fox Sports Radio was always like insanely over the top. Right. Right. And you'd always yeah. hear that like, oh, coming up tonight, <laughs> like something with the Dodgers or something. Uh-huh. Like now, there here's Seren Petro at Seren Petro on Twitter. I was just about to say, we promised Seren Barrett Brooks. He's not even here. So he's probably thinking like, oh, like, stuck like, with Shander and Mays right yeah, now. Yeah, who cares? Let me just bolt real quick. But no, he's a great man, a great individual. I'm honored to be able to chat with him. A lot uh, out in Kansas City whenever Philadelphia comes up, which seems to be a lot where we're always in the news 
for the right or wrong reasons. And you could hear him, of course, on the program, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks again for popping on with us, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and you know me. Absolutely. The pleasure's all mine, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, man. Let's look. Let's look. How big of it? This is the 100th win. Have you guys already handed it to Andy Reid already, based on what you've seen so far from the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. The 100th win for the <laughs> He said yes. <laughs> Two weeks ago, it was handed to him, right? Against Baltimore Ravens, and it was handed to him again last week uh, against the Chargers, and then it didn't come to fruition. So it's been handed out a lot of times. He, you know, at least this week, they stopped asking him the question. I think the media started feeling guilty that they were somehow cursing the man. But uh, maybe this is it, poetic justice, that it comes against the team that he had, what, 100 24, 125 wins uh, for it was 140. I mean, 124. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, maybe it, maybe this is what, what it was, the poetic justice of going up against the Eagles. Well, what's the latest on Coach Reed's health? You know, that it's a bit of a mystery, right? And I think that's concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Chiefs have always been, you guys know, Andy Reed has always been a guy that doesn't want anything out there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes the veil of secrecy around everything they do, even the things. And at times I think it's counterproductive because it creates an issue out of something that might not be an issue, right? If you just said, hey, the guy's not going to play because the other teams know he's not going to play, right? But no, he wants to drag it out. You start having these conversations. In this case, you know, the reports uh, from people uh, on Sunday were that, well, it was dehydration. So if you walk to the podium on Wednesday and go, yeah, I was dehydrated. Listen, it was a hot day. I probably shouldn't have been wearing a jacket. You know, mm-hmm. trust me, I know that, that you know, the fat guy wears the jacket to look thinner uh, effect. I've tried that. Uh, it's for a hot 90-degree <laughs> fall day. I can tell you that right now. Uh, you know, if he came out and said that and joked around and poked fun at his weight that he always does, I think everybody would just laugh it off and move on. But we're talking about a guy that we all sat and looked at each other at training camp up in St. Joe, and he was wearing circulation hose uh, on, on each leg, you know. So there was some precaution being taken around his health in some way, shape, or form, all throughout training camp. And then when you have this situation, he's back. We know it can't have been that serious, right? This wasn't a mild heart attack. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it, but but when you don't just define what it is, that leaves everybody to uh, Asking questions, yeah. yeah and I think, I think it makes it a bigger deal than it could be. Could be. Granted, now maybe he's, you know, knows this is his final year and he's got some kind of health thing that if he told us, we would know this is his last year and he doesn't want to do some kind of, I don't think he's the, the victory tour, you know. No. The Hall of Fame going out last time and give me a gift every time I come into your stadium. I don't think he's that kind of guy, but just having that thought right here, right? I have right. that thought because he wouldn't tell us what it was. Plus, that gift would be brisket and you know <laughs> stuff, which is not good for the heart anyway. So yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be doubling down on that. Yeah, yeah Gates. Yeah. Hello, my help you, Gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, they trust me. They, they, they'd be there. He's got. There's a group of uh, tailgaters. A lot. Uh, I want to remember a lot. J tailgate crew. Uh, that's there when he rolls in at six something in the morning. They're already lined up to come into the stadium, and they listen to our show. And whenever I'll interview Andy Reid, I ask him some kind of food question at the end, and whatever he answers with, they have it there ready for him. Oh to give him no, that's awesome! Wow, <laughs> Yeah, that would have never happened time. here. <laughs> I know it happens all the time here. Every time I'm going to do the pre and post game show, you, yeah, I'm heading in. I'm just saying, but I'm heading in. Um, I may talk about you know uh, uh, an infused vodka, pineapple vodka, and they have they're waiting for me as soon as I walk in. They got if it's ten o'clock in the morning. You know, it's infused. Barrett, start so, talking about gold bouillon. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, uh, I mean. Looking at looking at Kansas City and and you know from a from a defensive standpoint, you know moving Chris Jones to defensive end, do you guys think that's a mistake? I thought he was much more of a, a presence uh, when he was at the three technique. Right. I, I think I would say instead of saying it's a mistake, I would say it may end up being a failed experiment. 
right? Okay. Like, I, I don't think this was something that they came up with because they thought, you know what? This is Reggie White. This is J.J. Watt. He's going to go out there, and he's going to be even better out at the defensive end. I think they looked at it and said, we need some help along the defensive line. They looked at the DN market, and they have limited cap. You know, we've been talking to Kansas City for a couple of years. They're going with the what I would call the stars and jags approach. Not that every player that's not a star – is a Jag, but they're paid like Jags, right? They're, they're yeah. first contract guys, low dollars. And when they go out and sign veterans, there's a lot of league minimum veteran guys out there. When you pay Chris Jones and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, on and on and on, all the contracts they've laid out there. And they have some dead money from the two tackles they had to walk away from uh, as well because of injury. And so I think they wanted to upgrade that defensive line. And they saw, you know, Robert Ngakwe, two for 26 is what he ended up getting for the Raiders. Jaron Reed, one for seven at D-tackle. And I think they felt like, hey, we can bring him in. Hopefully he's 80, 85, 90% of Chris Jones on the inside. We move Chris Jones out and we get that dynamic defensive end. And so I don't know if you got him, you know, true serum, where they say 100%, we, we thought he was going to be just a beast on the outside. Or do they say, we thought he'd be pretty good, but we could mix and match and this would make us deeper along the defensive line. I do think it's probably coming to an end. If there aren't a couple of big games, if Chris Jones doesn't start setting the edge, he was worked over by the Ravens because he just doesn't have that that instinct, at least right now, to set the edge. Yep. Steve Spagnuolo was asked this week, are you you know, moving Chris Jones down to D-tackle? And he said, eh, I'm not ready to go there right now. That wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement that, mm. no, he's our DN for 17, right? <laughs> right. So right. the thought process is coming that he may be moving back to the inside and where he's uh, been one of the best defensive tackles in football. What's going on with our buddy Spags? Yeah, is he under any heat? Seriously. Yeah. That seems no. to be every play. So. Yeah. Uh, he's under heat from the fans. Uh, he does himself a lot of good, uh, you know, now that the you know they're forced to put him – up at the podium, you know, Andy Reid would love again to bury everybody behind the, the curtains. You couldn't talk to him. And when he comes out, I think he does himself such great favors. Uh, you know, when he, when he talks to the media, because he'll say, yeah, we didn't look good. We have to fix it. You know, he's, he says what the fans want to hear, but you can tell he means it. And he talks about where they have mistakes, where they have problems. And, and so I, I think he does kind of take a layer of the heat off him, but the fans are disappointed in the defensive side of the ball, particularly when you look at that, they're spending more on defense than they are offense. When you have mm. the most expensive defensive line in football and it's getting no pressure. Right. And he's, so, you know, a guy that was known for all his great pressures he got with the Giants. So there's some heat from the fans. But, you know, we watched Andy Reid go, in my opinion, at least one year and probably two years too long with Bob Sutton. I don't think there's any heat from Andy Reid. I think this is his guy. And let's be honest, there's only a handful of guys that can be defensive coordinators for Andy Reid because I don't know that he even walks to that side of the building. Really, you know, and I think there are times he could do some good, but what he wants is a guy he can put over there and who will handle everything on the defensive side and he can focus his energy on the offense, which is what he loves to do. And, and frankly, it's been a pretty successful formula. Yeah, they don't get to the quarterback. They're getting gashed uh, on the ground and through the air. Uh, you know, they're almost the worst in the league against both of those. So I guess it's like, hey, you know, we, we're going to give up 31, but we're going to score 35 or 38. Yeah, that's pretty I much it, right? Listen, I would say they don't get to the quarterback, Harry, but they make up for it by not covering at times, right? Mm. Like, so making it really easy, no matter what. Mm. Um, I, I think they they like their secondary. They like the defensive backs. Uh, the big question around here is why is Juan Thornhill, who was first-team all-rookie two years ago, uh, not able to get on the field over Daniel Sorensen, who's making a veteran minimum $1.5 million? And that, that's been a big you know, question for Steve Spagnuolo. And last it should year, be. Yeah, yeah and last, last year, a second-round pick, Willie Gay Jr., which I was kind of tipped off that, hey, this is going to be 
no one's going to be hurt more by the pandemic and no on-field drills than Willie Gay Jr. He's a guy that they really wanted to work with. They said this is going to set him back. And he had a very good camp, and they were excited about him coming in, and then he immediately got hurt before the season started. And I think that's going to make the linebacking core look well. But there's kind of a history of the second and third rounders, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, not giving him any productivity. And that's mm -hmm. a problem for this team right now. And so he's got to find a way to get Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr., who should be back before too long, into the mix. Colin Saunders, the third-round defensive tackle, who really kind of fell out of favor after he was hurt last year. They need to get more from those players if they're going to be all they can be on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, you just you can't have the most expensive defensive line of football taking up 25% of your cap that can't get pressure with four. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that kind of cost has to deliver pressures and sacks with just four guys, and that hasn't been the case. Magnolia's had to dial up blitzes to get after the quarterback. You know, the big plays, you know, you, I mean, we always talk about Kansas City and their big plays, man, but, the, you know, the cog that keeps that offense going, you know, is, is the tight end position. Travis Kelsey is not the best tight end in the league, or he's top two. Um, it seems like, you know, they're kind of slowing down as far as these big plays now. Why is it, is it because they're focusing so much on the underneath stuff, uh, you know, the, the quick passes? Yeah, it, it's it's a moment of transition for them, right? I mean, Travis Kelsey's in his 30s, so you would assume he's losing a little bit of a step, but he's still so dynamic, uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying he has, but you would just say, hey, you know, time's undefeated. That At some point, that's going to start happening, but he's such a smart player. Andy Reid does such a good job of scheming him. I think he's going to be really productive for a long time, and he's been very productive again this year, but teams are really focused on taking away Tyreek Hill. And, you know, three catches for 14 yards, I think he had in the game against uh, Baltimore, in that game, there are other receivers, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, a second-round pick who, by the way, has has maybe disappointed a little bit uh, in his draft selection. And Byron Come Pringle. Come K-State, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Byron Pringle, K-State. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they came through 10 catches, 164 yards. There we go. Touchdowns, right? But then the next game, not so much, and that's why I think you see Josh Gordon being brought in here. And I think – They've looked around and seen the depth of receivers that the Bucks have and how successful they've been by really just, you know, flooding the, uh, the the pass pattern. And that's and that's kind of the frustration. A lot of people knew that, hey, they need to get another receiver in here. And they didn't they weren't able to get to it until the fifth round. Cornell Powell ended up being cut. And I think they, they're looking for more guys to, to help spread the field. Andy Reid spreads it horizontally, vertically. And I think they feel like those, those you know, the three I mentioned aren't providing enough of a threat that teams are just exclusively trying to take away the big play from Tyreek Hill. And I think the plan is that on down the road, Josh Gordon will be a guy that takes away some of that double coverage on Tyreek Hill. And that whatever Josh Gordon gives them, that will be great but that, you know, all boats will rise with the tide. He will make it more difficult and everybody else. But Cole Hardman, instead of seeing the second-best corner, sees the third-best corner, and he gets better. Pringle gets better. And I think that's their hope with the signing of Josh Gordon. Yeah. What's the feel? I'm just curious, Seren, as we continue to talk about the game itself, what's the feel like in the city? I can't imagine that. I don't know. It's probably like Green Bay, similar, where – you probably don't even need to be told to R-E-L-A-X right. by Mahomes. But at the same time, I'm sure that fans uh, like yourself and, and others who are fully inundated with this team aren't at the very least disappointed with the one and two start. 
Yeah, it is. Listen, I put out a poll Monday morning. I said, okay, what's the Chiefs? They're one and two. What are they, what's their record end up being? And, you know, there was a couple of the 13 and fours, uh, but for, there was a lot of eight and nine, nine and eight, 10 mm. and seven. Mm. As the day wore on, it got back to 11 and six, 12 and five. You know, people started calming down. And and now I'll notice on Twitter, if somebody sees it, you know, two days later and they're back to the 13 and four, 14 and three, <laughs> they, they feel like this team is, is going to hit a stride. And, and I think that's probably the safer bet. I had them 12 and five coming in I, I do think that they maybe got a little bit of a kiss last year with the ball bouncing their way a lot of close games you know they didn't win by more than a score I think the last six games they did in the in the playoffs but in the regular season whether they were bored or what have you I think it's just natural that, that everybody starts to catch up they've now seen you on tape and they've had an off season to break you down on tape not just the late night you know half asleep 4 a.m breakdown of tape but to really grind through every game that you did and have a game plan for how they want to attack and i think also early on for for great coaches who i think tend to be somewhat counter punchers you know they don't have the film andy reed actually did say something of note the other day when he said look for the first three weeks when he's talking about brandon staley it's a little tough because you don't have a track record and he said him with brandon we have none he hasn't been a head coach so we don't know what he's going to be and i think he kind of surprised him as much as eric Bieniemy didn't want to admit it uh he kind of surprised him by going for it on fourth down three times and i think that kind of got him off kilter and i think that's the new norm Teams have acknowledged how good this offense is yep. and they know that it has to be attacked and i think they're now gifted the luxury of the post-game press conference if they go for it on fourth and don't make it everybody's going to say well he wanted to keep Patrick Mahomes and that offense off the field and I think all coaches in the back of their mind are always thinking about that post-game mm -hmm. press conference with some of their decisions and I and I think the aggressiveness on fourth down that analytics guys have called for for a long time you're free to do it and throw in the fact that the Chiefs defense isn't stopping anyone and that'll really right. empower you to listen to your analytics department that's been telling you to go fourth four and four or even fourth and nine, which Brandon Staley did. Uh, you know, you feel empowered to finally, all right, let's go see if these numbers geeks are right and let's give it a try. And it worked out very well for the Chargers on Sunday. Let's put the uh, Andy Reid coming back to uh, Philadelphia in the drawer for a while. What is the discussion or the narrative about the Eagles as a football team out there this week in Kansas City? So Nick Sirianni was here in Kansas City, and, and people heard his name a lot because he was clearly a favorite of Todd Haley's mm -hmm. uh, when he was on Todd Haley's staff, and he got one or two promotions uh, within Todd Haley. I think he, he broke through from an analyst uh, to a uh, receivers coach uh, in Todd Haley's time here in Kansas City. So there's a little bit of a negative connotation there because it didn't work out with Todd Haley. So everybody, you know, he kind of said, really, Nick Sirianni? You know, but I don't know that anybody in Kansas City followed his career from here to Philadelphia and all the stops and all the promotions and, and, you know, serving his time going up the ladder. So I think that was the one thing is it's, it's kind of intriguing because they remember him kind of as this young kid who was you know, associated with a guy who didn't ultimately end up having success here in Kansas city, but I think did have some really positive qualities as a coordinator, certainly, but also even as a head coach, even though it didn't work out uh, in Kansas city for Todd Haley. But I think there's that uh, everybody knows Devonta Smith and they know that they've got a talented guy there. They know Jalen hurts from his time here at Oklahoma uh, in the big 12 country. So they've seen that. I think there's probably more respect in Kansas city than there was from some of the national people I heard there. I saw a lot of folks uh, saying this was going to be the team that had the number one pick. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Chiefs fans yeah. ever saw this game as a gimme. Listen, they, they think the Chiefs are going to win every game. But I don't think they saw this one as one that, you know, literally you could just throw your helmets out there on the field. I think they feel like they've got to go play, particularly with the start the Eagles have now had. Uh, I don't think uh, the, the Eagles were a team that uh, everybody – I think they, they were really just a great unknown for Kansas City fans. You know, I um, you know, I got, I, I always got to bring it back to the offensive line, man. And 
you know, I, I really like, you know, um, Humphrey, you know, out of Oklahoma. I knew we should have drafted. I mean, we're talking about a kid that's, that's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a mover and a shaker, man. He's a, one of the best centers in the draft last year. I thought he was the number one center in the draft last year. We didn't pick him up, but how is he settling down there? And, you know, what about the, your, uh, your right tackle? I mean, I know left tackles all taken care of, you know, big Brown, you know, he's, he's going to make it happen, but you know, let right tackle and center, you know, tell me a little bit about what Creed is doing. Yeah. And, and that's it. And obviously five new starters on the offensive line, uh, you know, Brett Beach went down to the field during the Super Bowl and found Patrick Mahomes before he could even get off the field and said to him, we will get this offensive line, right? Like that was a mission that was set forth before the, the Super wow. Bowl was even over that that's what they were going to do they signed Joe Tooney to one of the biggest contracts for a guard uh to take over at left guard and then they've got three rookies along the right side you mentioned Creed Humphrey they were thrilled to get him they had him as the number one center as well and he's the highest according to pro football focus the highest graded offensive lineman uh they've got so he's been everything they wanted him to be and has really stabilized uh that center spot and improved it Austin Ryder did a fine job but let's be honest they claimed Austin Ryder off waivers from the Cleveland Browns and these are the Cleveland Browns that were terrible not the Cleveland Browns that have become a respectable team now. And so he's really made that center position even better. The snapping's a little rough. He snapped it over Patrick Mahomes' head, which absolutely killed a drive against the uh, uh, Ravens, I think it was. Maybe it was the Chargers. Ravens in the Ravens game. And so the snaps have been a little rough. That goes back to training camp. His shotgun snaps are a little bit scary at times. But the actual blocking, he's been absolutely outstanding in everything that they wanted. At right guard, they got a guy in the sixth round, Trey Smith, uh, who was uh, graded by a lot as a second rounder, but had uh, uh, blood clots in his lung uh, at Tennessee. And that kept him out. He missed time a couple of different times. And so people were really afraid to take him. He is an absolute nasty mauler uh, to the point that I think there's going to be fights on the field because if he gets a guy down, he then plows him again while they're on the ground. And I, I think that's frankly a little bit questionable. You know, it's one thing if he's getting up and you truck him, it's another thing when he's down and you go ahead and truck him, but that's the kind of physical, aggressive guy you're going to see out of 65 at right guard. And I think he might be the second highest graded guy along this offensive line. Right tackle Lucas Yang's a rookie who sat out last year as a third rounder who comes with pretty good pedigree as well. I had one scout tell me from another team that they had him graded as a bottom of the first round tackle, but because of his hip injury, they'd taken him off the board. They thought it was going to be a chronic problem, and he was a don't draft for them. The Chiefs got him in the third round, and so far he's been very good at right tackle. Orlando Brown, who you mentioned, has had some struggles. He really struggled. In the first game. Yeah. yeah, against Cleveland. You know, he's so big, but it's clear that they've had to kind of change. And I'm Barrett, you, you this would be better in your wheelhouse because, you know, Patrick Mahomes likes to escape out the side. Either way, yep. he'll run right or left, but he's always got that escape hatch that you can almost kind of see him maybe do a fault drifting back so that he's got that escape hatch that he can get out to one side or the other and extend the play. But I think both these tackles, Yang as well, they're both big physical guys that aren't the best athletes. In fact, Orlando uh, Brown even said, well, I'm not the best athlete. And I think it kind of shows they've clearly decided we're not getting beat inside. Well, that means guys can start to get to the outside on them and they kind of just shove them upfield. It's almost like a they call it kind of like a hit and chase. Yeah. With Orlando Brown wanting Patrick Mahomes to step up. Now they've greatly improved guard to guard. So the pocket is there more often for him to step up and play like Tom Brady. But he still has in his head that he wants to escape. And he's taken a couple of sacks where he's gone back and drifted back to where those guys are pushing the DNs up the field. And they've got to him. So I think there is, we hear it every week, and I think it's true, trying to get in sync with what Patrick Mahomes wants to do. And maybe Patrick Mahomes retraining his brain as to what his offensive line is kind of giving him protection-wise. And I think that opens the door for some teams uh, to be a little bit creative. And, and at times for, for the, the offensive line and Mahomes not to be in sync and, and kill the drive themselves. I'm just curious real quick, Seren, as we wind down here and 
is there any shot, or I don't even know how much you guys have, have looked at this possibility. The total sits at 54, and the expectation is that the Chiefs give up a lot of points <laughs> and that the Eagles give up some points as well, and they're just not collectively together yet. Can this thing stay under 54 points? You know, I like that. That's the thing. It's no break. It's not like I'm getting plus 110 here, Soren. That's Harry's laughing right. in the background. No, and the, and the odds makers, you know, back in the day when I may or may not have been taking bets in college. <laughs> may or may not, allegedly. We, uh, you know, you can pretty much sit out and say, okay, Vegas wants you over on this side, so we got to get on the other side. Now there's so many guys out there, so much sports betting out there, and so many analytics guys that are playing it that the lines are tougher to read that way. And I look at that, I'm with you. I'm like, how's this stay under? Old days, I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jump on the under. This, this seems too easy on the under. Get right. me on the under. Um, I, I think there may be a little bit of an overreaction to the Chiefs' offensive output because, you know, they had four turnovers last game. Four turnovers, zero takeaways. And by the way, teams are now two and 84 when they turn it over four times and, and don't take the ball away. And the Chiefs almost won that game. They had a bunch of turnovers against the Ravens, and that's not Andy Reid's style of play, and it has not been Patrick Mahomes. And so if they don't take it over, they get back to being a pinball machine, putting the points on the board. And I, I can't see where this Chiefs defense that struggled to keep Lamar Jackson in, and I know Hurts isn't Lamar Jackson, but there are some similar qualities. I don't see where they whitewash anybody uh, right now with what they're doing. So you know, I, I would probably hold my nose for my old school thinking and yeah. be over. Plus, any game in the NFL today, if you're betting the under, what a horrible lifestyle you have for three hours <laughs> trying to keep a game under. Yeah. Almost none of them do. I tell you, there's there's one team that makes it worth it, and that's Denver. Now, granted, yeah. of who they've played so far, but yes, otherwise, I mean, we were talking about that with the Thursday night game tonight where – it's a dog shit game on the surface, so you might as well play the under just so you can make money off your misery. <laughs> yes. The only reason to watch the Thursday night game is because you've got money on it, right? Mm -hmm. And if Absolutely. you don't, it's probably a good time to get that painting done, paint that bedroom you wanted to do. <laughs> Whatever project around the house has been waiting, go for it. Get it done. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for popping out with us, Seren. We appreciate you big time. Always a ball, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. That's a red Petro on Twitter right there. Beautiful. He's good. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah. And we get a chance to be on with him a lot on his show out in Kansas City where they bounce around. It's kind of like the spanning the globe. Oh, yeah. Take, yeah, take two or three different cities and do this on a Friday. Like Cowherd used to yes, do. Yes, exactly, yeah. like Cowherd, and yeah. except it's not as, like, heavily produced and all. But it's great. Like, he'll play some Beanie Siegel. I have to figure out the song because it, I rarely hear it but they rotate a lot. Like last mm. time I, they played some beanie before me. So they always play some sort of song from an artist in Philadelphia or a reference to Philadelphia oh, nice. when they bring me on. Yeah. That's that's uh your buddy Schwartz is on there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the hell that Schwartz. No idea. <laughs> He's always on spanning the globe type. Segments. I can't, I can't believe that one story about it. Colin, yeah. Colin, Dan, do we have you, Dan? Call him. Oh He's calling. Oh my God. I need it. I, I would pay to see that. Oh, it was Seriously. great. That's that's something out of Black Mirror where like yeah. I should be able to pay a hundred dollars and then hook something up to Harry's head see that memory. You know, like, that. I should be able to Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. 
Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. See that <laughs> yes. But then you need to turn it off right after that episode. Oh, yeah, no, it would be very exclusive, right? Technology would make sure it would almost download the memory from you. This wouldn't be like a live inside your head. No, nobody would sign up for that. All right, we're back in three. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed here to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Now, our buddy Michael Calabrese is going to join us at 1240. We'll hit some college stuff up, but more on this Eagles game. I know we have a football Friday as well. Remind me and others, Barrett, where are you on Saturday? I got ECU. I got Tulane at ECU, ECU in Greenville. Now, we're going to have to talk to Mike about that because he has looked at that game extensively, and I'm sure he has a play. All right? <laughs> so we're back in three. It's the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Rodgers over a half interception is at plus 205 on drafting for this week's games. Yeah, don't you feel like you kind of just, I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is not atrocious, right? Yeah, but their, their offenses is Watt playing? He's questionable right now. I don't yeah. know. He hasn't been ruled out though, Harry. Okay. 
Um, oh, I mean, it's two to one yeah. for a mistake or for a bounced ball. Or I mean, don't right. you have to take that? Yeah, that's kind of just, you know, why not? Honestly, I'm, yeah. I am now advocating for people to make this bet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just, I mean, think about it. Do you think it's Thursday right now, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is going to stay above 200? Uh, that Tony Pollard prop we talked about on Friday. Now, it didn't hit. I mean, he's thrown two already this year. Yeah, they came in the first week. Right, but, you know. Which I think, no, but I think that's the point. Barrett, we were just talking about this. So I was going through this preview that I had to write for bookies, and I was looking at the Steelers-Packers um, game in the break, and Aaron Rodgers over a half interception is plus 205, which is a ridiculous return for any bet right there. And and I was saying to Harry, like, you know, the Steelers' defense is not bad. Or it's not atrocious like their offense by any means. And, like, dude – an interception can come with a bounce ball. It can come with a deflect. I mean, there's so many different circumstances that aren't Aaron Rodgers' fault that it can be one. But Harry just mentioned, and I think this is why it's bumped up so much, is because he's gone two straight weeks without throwing one. Right. Right. And Watt may not play. Well, Watt, right. 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 That's a big part, too. Right. Yeah. But if Watt's out, do you not make that bet? And I'm asking. Yeah. You, 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 you have to make that bet. Because, I mean... I mean, the, the odds are is just happenstance at least give you one. That, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, just something shit goes down and Rodgers. Yeah. It could be a Hail Mary at the end of the first half <laughs> into the end zone. And it's just a, it's like a punt or, you know, or if it, like it's third down and 20 and he just heaves one up there, not even at the end of the half, but it's like a punt. Right. The things, the interceptions, you know, they're not necessarily awful you know, stats in some cases, it's like, okay, well, that's like a punt or it was at the end of the half. Big deal. Yeah. You know? happen, man. That, I mean, that's what easily. I mean. yeah, I'd do it. Me too. No I'm going to play it. I'm going to punch it. I'm going to punch this ticket. And I, and I advocate others do as well. To be honest. <laughs> with you. Bring everybody else with you. I look, I saw it on another book. It's 195 on bet MGM. Mm. So DK clearly has some value here. Now, yeah. you know, I got to put in on this uh, signed NFT from Tiger Woods today. Oh, no. Yeah. Three drops today. 87 NFTs available. $500 to $1,500 to purchase. Wow. Now, let me tell you. What is it? Just a picture of him that's signed or what is it? Yeah, it's a signed NFT. And, you know, it has like one of these holograms on it. Okay. You own it. And they're going for like four or five X. It's ridiculous. DraftKings is, I give them credit. They've established their own NFT marketplace now, and they're going for like 5X now. So if you buy one on, and they're all in a drop. So you have to get in the room ahead of time. The drop happens, and then you get in line. It's all mm -hmm. random. And I've never been higher than like, you know, 1800 or something like that. So you have to be in like the top 10 or 20, or however many there are available. And then you buy one and you can put it up for sale in the marketplace, which they have established. Right. Again, these things are going for like four or five X. Wow. So the most expensive ones are $1,500. So if you buy one for 1500, you should be able to flip it immediately for, for six grand. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Isn't that crazy? That is that nuts. Is, 
That now, is. some of these are not going away, like the uh, Naomi Osaka <laughs> just completely devalued as soon yeah. as she went out because, you know, she's she's out of sight, out of mind. Right. right? Nobody cares unless she's doing something. Right. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods, well, he ain't going anywhere. Tom, you know, these other big ones, I think there was a Jeter one. Like, you know, these 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 people ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that, that has lasting value. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So right. I just need to make a mental note here. That's all. I need Keegan Bradley today, first-round leader. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, is that right? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, Diddy. <laughs> Wait a second. What did you do? Play what? What? What did you play? I gotta hold on. Just a first round leader bet. Okay. On DraftKings. What's the return on that? Well, I'm gonna have to go back and look at it. I put it in on like Wednesday. I was thinking about Barrett yesterday because I, I I got this new club, and I saw online this video about this guy you know i was just trying to waste to kill some time and i was looking at these videos and i saw this guy on youtube do like these instructional videos of how to hit a one iron uh-huh. and I was <laughs> who was it jack, the link. who was it jack nicholas uh, it was god yeah right <laughs> no but i'm telling you i couldn't believe it and it had like a million views on it of course uh. Unbelievable. Yes. For an eagle. Yes. Now I was just waiting for Howard to hit. To no, hit. I'm just, I, this computer freaking stinks. Well, hey, that's we, your computer. We never did yeah, finish, we never did finish Ben Simmons, man. Go ahead, Barrett. We never did finish Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, go ahead. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about the aspect. All right. Not just the 76ers and this organization, but does he not understand that he's also going to, you know, get, a lot of these other owners fired up with this because if they allow, if, if the Sixers allow him to get his way, can you imagine how many other guys on other teams are going to do the same thing that Ben is doing? You know how so this could erupt. Yeah, into he's going to set really, a precedent. Really yeah. But, but here's the thing. I don't think he did like Anthony Davis. Other people have done this already. Not, right? not to the extent of what Ben is doing. Ben well, is remember, dead wrong. With Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis just got up one day and said, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> no, right, but, right. My, my point. No, but here's the thing, Barrett. You're right in that I think guys like like Damian Lillard, or maybe even to a lesser extent, CJ McCollum could get away doing this, right? right? But I don't know how many guys in the league that don't make max money unless they have six, like unless they have made a business decision, right? Where it's like you start the season and you go over and you tell one of the guys on the squad. Hey, man, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm out of here. And maybe you start stacking up. But look at those look at those fines you just laid out. Remember, those, like, I don't think a lot of people in the NBA can do it. But to right. your point, the guys who can are superstars. Ergo, it's always going to be a circus. It's Ben Simmons set the precedent, I think, for the Barnum. Like, Anthony Davis was a traveling circus. Oh, what is that, a carnival, a circus? Let's go check that out. Ben Simmons is like Barnum and Bailey's. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about a complete game and the franchise player of the team when you talk about Davis. Right. Ben is not that. Ben is the Correct. second fiddle or even third or third and a half, three and a half fiddle. You know what I'm saying? He's the third and a half fiddle, um, really, to, to, to what everything schematically for that 76ers team. You know, it, it went for, it went, it, it was Ben. And then Ben wasn't the Tobias number two. Harris was, was number Tobias two. Tobias Harris yeah. number two. Offensively, yeah. Then third, you know, you I mean, 
especially towards the end, you would have to right. say Curry would have to be three, and Ben was like that half. Because he and just – his deficiencies are just – yeah, yeah, but well, I mean, look, it's an offensive league. But now he can't well, play with Embiid, and that's the reason that his game isn't right. flourishing. Right. Or you believe that? Or something that's else. what he said. Yeah. Plus well, he four thousand. Plus four thousand is the number I got for Keegan. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Now, where, yeah. where is he right now? Well, he hasn't teed off yet. Oh, okay. What's the leaderboard like? Uh, let me check. Let me check. I just need to make sure I'm I'm in on this. No, you're right. As as Harry checks real quick, Barry, you're right. I think this is he's such an anomaly as far as who he is in the game that while we've seen a guy force his way out before, this is such an anomaly because we don't know. Like we don't know what to equate his value as. We don't right. know who he matches up with on an open market. We don't know how many draft picks and where those picks are. He's worth. We we just we don't know. And and look, that doesn't mean he's not worth a first round pick in the lottery or anything like that. Or he's not worth Damian Lillard straight up, which I don't think he is. No. But but point being is that we just have no idea. Right. Right. We have no idea. I like I have more of an idea of the Philadelphia Eagles' offensive identity than I do of Ben Simmons' trade value. And I don't have an idea of either <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Two guys are tied at six under. And they're still out on the golf course. So you got to go low today. Well, wow. Bradley can do that, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's capable of that. Oh, you guys heard what Chris Sims said also about no Deshaun Watson? No, but isn't Chris Sims the guy who ranked uh, quarterbacks all over the place? Yeah, then uh, ranked them. Um, was it Hertz? As Hertz like, 34 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he wasn't even in the top 32. Right, right. Yeah. he was 34. Yeah, But uh, no, Bradley Gowton, you know, from from – SB Nation says that Chris Sims uh, said that Jeffrey Lurie has given Howie Roseman the green light for a Deshaun Watson trade. Oh, my. Yeah, but I thought Deshaun does, doesn't want to come here. He wants to go to Miami. Right. Well, and Miami wants him, too. Well, evidently, Deshaun has is, 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 put the Eagles back on the table oh. know, as far as guys that he would want to go, that he wouldn't mind going to. Now, to why, get out of Houston. why do you wow. think that is? Because nobody else – or the team maybe that he wanted to go to is not interested, right? No, like, it's, no, it's just nobody's interested right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say you're on Watson and you want to go to one or two teams and you say, no, nah, I'm not going to Philadelphia. That's not one of the two teams. And then you hear from one of those two teams or both of those teams. Now, nah, wouldn't it right. make sense that he would come back and be like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> well, and also they got the most assets, including one of those Miami draft picks. Right. To send back the other way. And th those three picks, if they if the third one conveys, they could all be in the top ten. Yeah. Now you wouldn't have to give you wouldn't give top them all two. up for the same draft, though. You'd top have to split those up. Right. But I'm saying you're guaranteed a why? top. Why? Why would you have to split them up? You're not going to give away three picks in the first round in one draft. I don't even know if that's possible I, to do. I, I, I think like that's the only did. way. That's the well, you could you could do that because remember, um remember with Chicago, I mean uh New Orleans gave up all ten of their all ten draft picks. For yeah, but that wasn't all in the draft. one round, though. That was like, or, you know, yeah. that's that's for the entire draft, though. For the entire draft, was it pick. their whole draft for what? Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Yeah, for Ricky yeah. Williams. But I mean, I think you could do it, and and you're talking about Deshaun Watson. I I think that they they would do that in, in the New York minute. Well, the Eagles would, and think about it. Like we would have to see 
a drastic improvement and consistent improvement from Jalen Hurts in order to push that to the back burner. Like either something terrible would have to happen with this court case or Jalen Hurts would have to drastically improve over the next seven to eight weeks, I think, in order to prevent or dissuade. Is that the term? Yeah, the dissuade. Eagles the front office. Yeah. yeah, mainly, mainly like this is a Jeffrey Lurie decision, right? Yeah, but could he play right now? Like with everything going on right now? No, no, he probably stand. he'd be on some commissioner's list or something. But he's not on a list right now, right? Well, that's, it's I'm sorry, he's Eric. not on anything. Correct. Go ahead. So right. He that's, actually could I think that, play. I think that's because Houston is just sort of stashing him. He's not. He's not a threat to play. I think once it becomes a threat to play, another organization gets him. That's when the commissioner steps in and says, hey, whoa, wait a second. We have a court case, you know, cases to figure out here first. You're going to be put on a list temporarily. No. Right. So yeah. That's why they're not. You know? be, I, I think. But I also think that if they if the commissioner went on and, 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 and put him on whatever list he's going to be on and, and go through the process, start the process now. So they know. So a team knows. What's going to happen to them? I think this process will go faster because they have, they have the unknown now. Right now, they yeah. don't have the unknown. Yeah, but well, quick, do we know if you can be traded while on the commissioner's exempt list? Boy, that's a good question. Right, because if you can't be, then it's almost like one of these again quid pro quo things where the team Watson and the league are all in in I don't want to say cahoots, but mm-hmm. are all in the same page where it's like, look. We're not going to put you on the list. The team is not is not going to play you. You can still be traded. Let's just get through this shit mm-hmm. and then figure it out after the fact. Right, and and all the like Howie would be on the same page with the league, knowing that this is a possibility right. that once he actuates the trade, that he could be put on a temporary suspension list. Because otherwise, back to Barrett's point, Watson and his camp would be fuming right now that they would at least not start some sort of punishment for him and say, right. look, to, to begin getting it over list. with, exactly. right, 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 right. which is why right. I, I think that there is a general or, or understanding right now, at least between the, the teams or team Watson and the league, that mm-hmm. this is kind of how we move forward. Right. I think they have to be pissed right now because I mean, if, 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 if I was him, I would be trying to go through whatever I'm going through right now, just to get, get, you know, the inevitable, the, inev- the inevitable, on his just way. to get it out of the way, right? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. This Last I saw happen. him, he was a. It was some picture of him and his girlfriend, right, uh, on a private jet going to vacation or something. I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, I'll tell you what, it looked pretty good to me. Right, right, right. The, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about the private jet. No, you know, <laughs> not by any means. So I mean, it's it's you know, this is the situation, man. I mean, I would love to have. The football player here, Deshaun, the football player here, but he's got way too much baggage for me, man. Because we have enough baggage here in Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying? We have enough right. going on here to not have that. We got Deshaun, we got you know uh, Ben, you know. Uh huh. There's no telling, man. It'd be a pure Ben. Service. Ben and his camp you. would probably want Deshaun Watson here Love because it. then we'd start talking about him and not Ben Simmons. <laughs> maybe, maybe we had this wrong. Maybe it wasn't the Sixers picking up the phone calling the Eagles. It was right. Ben Simmons, right? Picking up the phone calling Howie Roseman, like, "Look, man, what do you want? You want a yeah. check? You want an envelope of cash? I got a guy who drive right by, just yep. throw this brick of an envelope." And Joe Girardi too. He might have been on the call. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <That's deep, man. laughs> 
that team is falling. What are they? Those four straight? They have fallen apart. Where where are your heroes now, huh? I think it's three straight, but they've I only last night was four straight. Well, they've lost two now to the Braves and one to Pittsburgh. The fin- they lost the finale to Pittsburgh. They got shut out, but they've only scored like two or three runs in the last couple of games. Unbelievable. They are yeah, here. Great. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Braves have won five straight, nine of ten. I mean, yep. come on. What are we talking about here? The, the reality is that Atlanta, and shame on Atlanta, because they royally underachieved this, this year in the first part of the season. I know they dealt with some injuries, but they actually looked really good at the deadline. This is a team that should have won this division by nine or ten games. Yeah. If they had played up to their – which, again, is a scary team if they can put something together in the playoffs, but they, they, they royally underachieved this year. Yeah. Well, how about the other night when the the at bat in the ninth inning, it came down to Freddie Galvis had to get a hit. Galvis. Freddie Galvis, Freddie Galvis, oh, that was their big uh, acquisition. Right, headline that and that uh, that relief pitcher Kennedy. Yeah, Ian Kennedy. Yeah. Why, why did you sit down and watch this? I didn't watch oh, it. Okay. I you- just read about it later. And you and and and, and hey, to, hey Shannon, you wasn't here, and he tried to suck me down the the the, the rabbit hole. One, I almost watched the game. Yesterday. Yeah, baseball. I almost did just because I wow. didn't want to get. I got sucked down the rabbit hole by uh by Harry. Man. See, I don't need to invest three and a half hours of my life in this crap. <laughs> I know enough about it. Give me five time. minutes to read it the next day. Seriously. Baseball. That's what know. baseball is to me anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Look, I haven't watched a game since the NFL and college started. Yeah. I mean, Why would you? Well, that's the thing. Like, I was betting. I was doing DFS stuff during the week for baseball just to kind of play it and and follow along. And Right. Tuesday, Wednesday. I can't wait until Maction picks up. When the hell does oh. that happen? Because, oh. I, I look, <laughs> I actually have gone Tuesday, Wednesdays the past couple of weeks without betting on anything, doing anything. Like, I don't need anything else because of Thursday, now Friday. We've got Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days a week. Mm-hmm. Football-related days. Those are big days right now. Look at Friday's game. Friday's gigantic. Yeah, that's a great Iowa game. with Maryland. Yeah. So I don't I, know. I can't get into the Maction. It's just football. That's all. Yeah. That's all hey, um, Wick, um, on the stream, what what do you mean by he's on the FBI list? What does that mean? Talking about the Sean Watson, I guess. I know, right? but I'm trying to figure out what does that mean he's on the list? Well, the FBI was investigating a couple of different angles, including the possibility of him being set up. Oh. So there, there were a couple of different things the FBI was investigating from the trafficking through okay. – cross borders which now becomes a, a national thing right and then also on the other side about whether or not deshaun i mean they were thoroughly investigating whether or not deshaun was set up as well so i know that the right. fbi has interest on both sides at the moment that i mean that's i hadn't even thought about that possibility well yeah they're looking at at every i know that they were called in for for both sides in that regard but yep wow there you have it there you have it I don't know when Maction starts. I think that's a little bit like later, like mid October, maybe. Really, we have to wait the Wednesday long. nights. No, I mean that's yeah. it should start this this next week because everybody's starting to go into conference play now. Right. You know, my game is uh is, is the start of conference play. Kansas State started conference play last week. You know, so I mean this is you know it's starting. Everybody's getting into their conference schedule, so it should Maction should start now. Hmm. It I should start now. I can't wait. I'm, I'm 
what's it going to be? Like Ohio versus some other. Yeah. State? Ball State. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm here for it. You're down on Ball State. <laughs> oh, I'm man. in on Bowling Green. Yeah. <laughs> just give me foot. You know, like I hate to sound like a meathead. But I'm serious. Like, just give me football. I don't care, bro. There's nothing wrong with being a meathead. I'm, I, under, I, I'm, I am what I like, am. Nah, where are my football pants? Well, that's what I mean, right? <laughs> How about that one? The ultimate meathead. Seriously, <laughs> I'm special. Right, <laughs> right. That <laughs> ad is so bad. It's so bad. It's terrible, man. Like, like if you're doing if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of meatheads, you got meathead from All in the Family and Rob Gronkowski. Who are the other two? Well, what about Meathead from Porky's? Right, oh, I, don't, I don't remember him. That was the alien Meathead. <laughs> he's when he's like me Ted. Oh, and yes. like, Meathead, Meathead, and they call him Meathead the whole okay. time. Okay, my that's a good candidate. Now we need one more. Come on, man! I'm giving one more Meathead history here. Was that one Porky's, of Revenge of the Nerds? Was that Porky's one or Porky's two? No, I think it was Porky's one when they were at the camp, right? The summer camp. <laughs> um, uh, what did what did he? Okay, did the brother Chet in Weird Science? Didn't he call the kid Meathead? Oh yeah. Well, what did he call Anthony Michael Hall and the other guy? Did he call him Meathead? I don't know why I feel like he called him that. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm not sure. All right, now we, we're getting word from John Shelton, uh, fellow gambling degenerate. First Maction game is Tuesday, November the 2nd. Let's Ball go. State wow, at so Akron. I'm in. Yeah, see, I thought it was later. I wonder why it's so late. Yeah. I love that, by the way. Yeah. I can't believe you guys are out on this. Well, they don't want to be going up against, like, you know, maybe like NBA or Major League Baseball playoffs during the week at night. I don't know. I mean, right, 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 right. Well, you know, you know probably what? wait till all that's bad. over. They feel bad about Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, yeah, no, we, we don't want Ohio Bowl State to, to get a better rating, right. <laughs> which is all very possible, my friend. Yeah, but you know what, man? That, that That's how Kansas State started, you know climbing up the rise of, of being one of the respectable schools. We started out playing on – we I think we played a game on Tuesday night or something like mm -hmm. that, Wednesday night. You know, it's just to start – just to start, you know, you're seeing Kansas State out there. Right. You know, it, Yeah, you're not was, competing against start. all those other games, you know. Right. So it was yeah. like a jump start. People started to see us, you know. So I can remember playing on a Wednesday night. It was like Tupac, all eyes on me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Big Snake. Hank. <laughs> Does, uh, I haven't seen Big Psych on Twitter recently, man. Is he on Twitter? No, well, we follow each other. Oh, yeah? Where, yeah, I don't know where he is. Oh. He used to always pop up. A lot of these guys I haven't seen in a while, man. <laughs> Tat Money is another one. Yeah? Yeah, DJ Tat Money. <laughs> he's local. I don't know if he's still here anymore. Come on, man. You guys don't know about Tat Money? No. No. I know Tat the Barber. Or it's Toot. Toot no, the that's Barber. Toot. That's Toot. Toot the Barber. On, Not Tat the Barber. Toot the Barber. My daughter's having Tad the Barber's his cousin. We should get Tad on. Like he's a legend, man. This guy was uh he had he had one of the initial like original biggie verses that nobody else had on one of his mixtapes. Remember that song? Barrett remembers it. I got seven Mac elevens, about eight thirty-eights, nine nines, ten Mac tens, the shit never ends. Yeah, see, that was on Tat Money. He's Philadelphia, man. Wow. Didn't know. Moni Love, David yes. Dane. This is a legend here. 
Kwame, he's Kwame. We talked about Kwame, right? Kwame Brown. Right. He's Kwame's DJ. All right, all right. Big Sykes no longer living. Oh, wow. When yes. Big Syke died December the 5th of 2016 out in Hawthorne, California. Maybe it's just his Twitter account then that's... Tyrus Gerald Grimes, otherwise known as Big Psych and yeah. Mussolini. Wow, I see. Yeah. 48 years old, natural causes. He died at his home in Hawthorne. So he died. He, his home was where the, Be- the Beach Boys came from, Hawthorne. Is that right? Yeah. Did they go to the same high school? Probably. 48? How old were... Well, no, probably a little long, younger than, yeah. than the Beach Boys. Wow, look at this. How about that? No wonder why I haven't seen him. On Twitter recently. Jeez. Yeah. Well, now we know. Now we know. All right. So <laughs> do you have that? That's uh, all you said. All eyes on me. No, that was right. rolling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rolling. <laughs> In my five honey bends. I got you. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You guys have been on fire today. Big bang. Today you're on fire, bro. You guys started out just yeah. throwing blows, man. Firing shots. I mean, just, just to start the day bro, out. You came in with the hat, man. We had to start <laughs> something. It up, man. Oh, man. Jeez. The stream came out, too. You know, the stream's like, oh, you know. I'm like Nick Sirianni. I got to figure out how to, how can I keep up with you? You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's my game most, plan. Seriously. By the way, that's one of the most famous lines ever rapped on any Tupac track, right? Oh, I got keys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we owe a lot to Big Sight. Hey, you know what? Look, man, that's no. This is how the day started. Joey B, wake and bake. I went all the way to the beginning to see how it started. (laughs) Joey B was out, wake and bake. That's the first thing he put out there. I'm like, oh man, here we go. Wake and bake, man. And they, they, it was on after that, bro. It was on after that. All right, we got to take a quick one here. <laughs> Amazing as that sounds. Now, again, Michael Calabri is going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. So get all your college plays ready here. And for the Sheltons, Bloomfields, and all the others there in the chat, feel free to throw a random, ridiculous game that you know nobody else has on the schedule. Because I guarantee you Calabrese has a play on it. This guy is as sharp as it gets in college. I got to throw the, the whole thing that happened with me at Presbyterian last week. Oh, man. That was an outrage. <laughs> My bets being capped like that against Dayton. All right, we're back in three more on the Eagles because it's the Eagles and it's the Eagles and the Chiefs and it's Andy Reid and the 100 game and all the other stuff. So we're not stopping there. It's the middle. We're back in three. Hit that thumbs up button and make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
The savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Anything else you want to get out about tonight? I actually like the I like the over first half 23 and the under total at I think it's 45 and a half now. Oh, in the NFL game. In the NFL game. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go over 23 points in the first half and under 45 and a half points total. I think I can mm. create a nice little window. Cincinnati gets up. They get out of there. It's a short week. Jacksonville is just bad. They're just a bad football team. Well, the quarterback keeps turning the ball over. That's, you know. Here's I mean, something. Man, that's interesting, Harry. Brutal. You're, you're right. He's like a turnover machine. Fumbles, too. He's moving around a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that's what I was going to say. He's moving around a lot, and they don't seem to want to keep him in the pocket. He's gone for over 20 yards in the ground the last two games after not getting anything week one. His total tonight is 15 and a half. I, I like going over for Lawrence. I think you're going to see Lawrence, even if it's out of necessity, like running for your life. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see. And here's a guy who's fast enough on a scramble to get me 10 yards. So if all I need is six minus that, like, again, it's circumstance. I'm playing the circumstance with Aaron Rodgers. I'm playing the circumstance with Lawrence that they've got their ass kicked two straight weeks, and he's still gone over 15 and a half rushing yards. What is the um, uh, player prop for Jamar Chase? Well, Recep- receiving yards or something like I'll that? Chase here. I, I, I'll say this. My buddy from uh, Osimo, Ben Rasa, has, I see on the sheet, that he's he's I he has eyes on Jamar Chase. Hmm. So you uh, you're in good company, my friend. Uh, Jamar Chase receiving yards is seventy and a half. Ooh, now that's that's a tall number, but let's yeah. see. maybe there's value. Well, but they can get chunks. He can get a chunk play. All right, you're laying minus one thirty five here. You're right, and I think that's actually mm-hmm. that's that's probably the angle. You're laying one thirty five here. His receptions is four and a half. You'd like to think he, but look, you know, Boyd and Higgins are there too. So I don't know if, if you necessarily want to lay that risk. What about this longest reception for Jamar chase? 
You mentioned chunk play. Mm-hmm. Longest reception for Chase is 25 and a half. There's nobody else on that team that they're going to go deep with. I'd go more over there. Than Chase. Yeah. That's my, that, of the three that, uh, of Jamar Chase's props, that's mm-hmm. the one I like the best too. Yeah, me too. I like that too. Like yep. he can, he can get you a 30 yard gain in the air or even like 20 on the ground and 20 in the, in the air, whatever mm-hmm. maybe, right? Yeah. But now right, S- right. SD points out something too, you know, he's right. The Bengals, they just came over off a big win at Pittsburgh. Now say what you want about how Pittsburgh's playing. That was an enormous win for this franchise. Huge. On, and on a huge. short week. Yep. Um, going up against Jacksonville. Yeah. We, you know, we're, we're the Bengals, but we even will probably be able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars just because they're the Jaguars. Do they really come out and, and cover a seven and a half, eight point line? That's why I was kind of leaning towards the Jags. Hold your nose. Mm. <laughs> Take the Jaguars. I don't think you have to play. Honestly, I don't I wouldn't play the line tonight. It's a no. big number. But look, we saw this last week with Arizona and Jacksonville. Arizona was asleep for the first half. And then Jacksonville is so bad. Yeah. That any team with competence can turn it on. You, you're you're healthy at the wide receiver position. Look, I don't I don't think that's the wrong theory. I just think that I, I'm going to tweak it a little bit and say that Cincinnati comes out and tries to win this game in the first quarter, mm-hmm. first half. That they try and knock Jacksonville out, and then the second half is a lot of Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. The second half is a lot of just methodical clock to get out of there. But again, I, I could see it go the other way. Personally, though, I'm I'm going to play it where this is a first round knockout for Cincinnati hmm. because I do think if it's the first half or second half that there is going to be some sort of malaise that sets in. That's that's normal. Yeah. By the way, Lawrence just went up to 16 and a half rushing yards. Unbelievable. Mm. Just and, on your just on you saying that you're you're like the PGF here. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> telling you now. So, and it's juiced to the over. Not only did it go up a yard at 16 and a half, it's now juiced from minus 110 to minus 120. Wow. Come on. I can't, I, I'm telling you, you know, there's this book, BetMGM, they power this other show that I do, right? Oh, yeah. So I think I think they're keeping an eye on me. Right. They're watching the YouTube channel here on Jacob Media. <laughs> They'd be paying attention to Ben. He's the guy. That's what we the do. Out. Not me. Oh, my. Oh, my. I don't know. So it sounds like Harry's going to watch this game tonight. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Okay. What do you, I mean, what else would I do? You'd watch college. You're a college guy. Yeah, but I don't I don't like – I'm not – It's offense tonight, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not moved by the Hurricanes. What are you, Matt Mullen? You're uh, you're all Miami'd up? No. No, I, I hate the Hurricanes. You do? I can't stand that coach. Well, Came here and duped us for 18 days. I hate him. <laughs> Manny Diaz. At least he showed up. For a couple of days, Frank Gore never even showed up to fill it up. <laughs> no, right? no. <laughs> he said both <"Bump> that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want. Will that be part of the Shady McCoy retirement ceremony? That's what I was wondering. You, know, you bring Chip back, and you bring Frank Gore right. back. You bring yeah. Eagles legends, Chip Kelly and Frank Gore. They're all. In, he said Eagles legends. <laughs> They're all intertwined. <laughs> I'd say hey. Frank Gore, best running back to ever play for the Eagles. No, right. no he's going to the Hall of Fame. He is. Well, he, well, he wear an Eagles hat. So right. You know. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. My goodness. 
Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Tonight, tonight should be fun. I'm just excited for football, which probably means we're gonna get two dog shit games, right? I'm all jacked up for these games. Right. Whatever happened to that segment? Jacked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's gone by the wayside. Oh, it had to go because um, yeah, because of uh, concussions and concussions and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he got right. Yeah. Jacked up. (laughs) Oh my! That was a great show. It was. It was. It's like that old football follies video that no longer gets produced. It's like you can't you can't have that Benny Hill music. Oh yeah. Somebody's getting flipped. Like the blooper reel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Ash is right. Riled up was a better segment. Oh, than phenomenal. Riley Sales. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm riled up. Was it what, what was it? It was short. I'm so riled up. Yeah. What what was that? that or, and what's your beef? Right. Yes. What's your beef? The Hagen's head would explode oh. if be yelled at into the mic. What's your beef? Those those were just those segments where you're just like you just sit back and you just play the, the you know the recorded messages. It's just so easy. Just kill 20 minutes. Exactly. Or try and stretch it out. Like you the producer would be like, uh-huh. we, we only have we only have four calls. Right. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll stretch that out. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's we'll, my we'll job. Spend, yeah, we'll spend half of the segment telling you that you can still get in if you call now. Right. Right. And then we'll imitate the caller and the second call and have fun with that for a few Absolutely. minutes. Here comes a couple more. And then the, the phones would start to light up Absolutely. and you're like, <laughs> now let me tell you, take your time. Take as long as you want. Right, right, right. Uh, let me get your thoughts on this before we join by Mike. And by the way, uh, I did take Arkansas plus 19 Sunday. Ah. So I'm in two times over. I'm in KC minus five and a half, and I'm in the Bucks minus five and a half. Both of mm. those have moved. I know that KC is horrible against the spread, but those are closing gate spreads, not opening line spreads. But this is what I have, all right? And and I want to get your thoughts on these two parlays here, right? Actually, just one. I'm going to give you one. So I'm going over 62. I actually got in a little bit early, and it was too early. See, not all the time is it early in the right move. So I got in at 62 and a half tonight over, and we'll get Michael's thoughts on that game. The other three are NFL games. I dropped the Bengals to six and a half tonight uh-huh. under that key number seven. Yep. I dropped the Bills to eight and a half against Houston at home. And then I just have the Chiefs money line. Wait, like you, dro- you dropped the Bills to what? Eight and a half. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's minus 275 when I got in, eight and a half. That whole mm. parlay is plus 507. Oh, that's nice. All right, let's bring in Michael Calabrese at East Breeze on Twitter. So you follow him. Action Network, Saturday Down South, the sharpest college football mind I know. And look, I, I talk to a lot of people, Harry. So mm-hmm. this this holds some weight. This is a I know. typical fluff we give to guests when they pop in. What's <laughs> happening, Michael? You know, I need this positivity. I got some internet trolls coming at me this week uh, from the podcast um, because we're only nine and three on our best bets on the season. Oh, man. Only uh, nine and three, huh? And apparently he grabbed one of those three losses. So Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like he just doesn't know when to pull the trigger. So that's more of a him problem and less of a me problem. (laughs) Exactly right. Hey, you don't let me down, brother. When I tell people, I, I am unabashedly honest about this, where I say... To all the people, whenever I have Michael on a show that I'm doing, I always say, look, Mike's coming on. He's going to drop some picks. I'm playing these picks. So you should be as well. Like, I'm not just sitting here and, you know, on Twitter or some bullshit. Like, 
we're playing these picks. You should be too. And then I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, you heard him say the S word. I yeah. just dropped it. Yeah. Now, what's happening, brother? Let, let's talk about tonight's game. Before we get into where you're looking, and, and I know that you have a lot. I also have this, this ridiculous story about Presbyterian I need to get to before we get out of here. But let's start with tonight. I was just talking to the fellas. It's moved up a half a point. It was at 62 earlier. I don't know what your thoughts are. It seems like going over here might be a good play. Yeah, if you're going to play Virginia, Miami, I, I think you have to go over the total here. Virginia, I listen, they're one of those programs, whether you're talking about basketball program or football, that is the opposite of a public school. For whatever reason, I think it's it's because, you know, their coaching staff over the years, particularly with Bronco Mendenhall coming in, he's not a self-promoter. He's not someone that's out in front of the media trying to hype up the program. But the honest truth is they've gone from a very vanilla offense when he arrived to now they're moving the football and scoring a lot of points. And Brennan Armstrong is really one of the most exciting players in college football, whether you're looking at pro football focus or any of the advanced stats that you want to cherry pick. The guy's top five basically across the board. And I, I mean, I always got love for the lefties too. So he looks good doing it. Um, and then Miami, I think there's an over correction by the market saying to themselves either you know, with a banged up Derek King or with him on the bench, oh, that Miami offense must be taking a step backwards. I don't necessarily see it that way. And this Virginia defense, um, I don't necessarily think is positioned to be able to dictate the kind of whether whether you want to call it havoc or pressure. I don't think they have the horses to really throw Miami off of their game. So I, I love the over here. My power ranking is called for it to be 67. So almost five points worth of value. I will throw in the caveat. When you're looking at a head-to-head, -head, a point spread, a five-point differential is a bigger deal um, as opposed to – that's why Adam tees very much when it comes to, to totals. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to get tonight out. I know Harry and other and Barrett have Iowa and the weekend yeah. out of mind. I just wanted to get tonight out. That's it. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Iowa at Maryland on Friday night. I'm very interested in this game. And I was thinking about Iowa in the first half. It's uh, two. You got to lay two. And I'm thinking uh, that that might be – uh, a solid play where they come out with a with a huge defensive effort in that first half. I'm going to just put this out there and you can take it or leave it. But Maryland's one of those programs, at least football wise, that's they're like cicadas, their fan base. Like they come alive like every you know two decades and they're crazy. I've been there <laughs> twice in my in my, you know, uh, fan career. And I was there for a Florida State game when Florida State was top 10 and Maryland was having a good year. It's an underrated home field advantage. This seems like a potential bear trap for Iowa with the look ahead really? to Penn State coming up, a game that'll be, you know, Fox Sports is going to be there for a national game of the week. And really, if they win that, they'll have the inside track to, you know, heading to, heading to Indianapolis. Um, so I don't, I'm just worried. And this is an Iowa team that I backed early in the year. I got them at 125 to 1 to win the national title, even as a top five team. I, they know what they are at this point, which is an elite defense and a really lousy offense. This offense has a lot of like AFC North can't move the ball kind of vibes to me where I look at their quarterback play. It hasn't gotten better. Their offensive line's tremendous, but they are more than happy to win this game 17-13. If I were to play anything, I think under in the first half is an interesting play because Maryland's going to come out with their hair on fire defensively. And I think you're going to see them make it difficult for the Hawkeyes to move the ball through the air. But when they have the ball, this Iowa defense is, for my money, the number one pass defense in the country. And Tua's little brother is going to have some problems. So under 24. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. 
little juice yeah, to the it's even money and, under 23 and a half sorry yeah yeah anything above 21 i like the under there oh wow mm-hmm. well, I, I, i'm not a good better man so you know i tend to stay away from that but i am calling um uh the the Tulane and ecu game man what do you think about that this was actually uh, on the podcast I do for the Action Network. Uh, my co-host, he loves over in that game, and I absolutely agree with him. I think that's going to be a pure shootout. And we'll know pretty much out of the gate. ECU is a Jekyll and Hyde team with their quarterback, Holden Aylers, another lefty. He's not lefty, the yeah. uh, he's not the lefty that it's pretty because he's kind of <laughs> like a poor man's Tebow. He throws the same kind of wobbly ball, but he's a big kid. He can pick up, you know, move the chains on third and fourth down with his legs. And then the Tulane side, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the AAC, almost orchestrated an upset of Oklahoma and Norman at the beginning of the season. So Michael Pratt can get cooking. And both of these pass defenses, I believe they're 97th and 98th, respectively, in pass rate, pass defense success rate. So they're not stopping anybody. So I think you're you're in for a really nice game. And I think it's called Sup Dogs is the the bar in, in Greenville. It's it's rated one of the top college bars in America. So really just enjoy the ambiance that is Greenville. <laughs> well, the, wow. Now, how, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Not only am I going to call a great game with some scoring, but I also know yeah. where to go before the game so I could be you know toasted that night so I could sleep well going into the game. I did a game appreciate there. it, Mike. Yeah, I did a Thursday night game there, I mean, and they had the blackout going. It was awesome. <laughs> really a good another, environment. Another one of those mid-Atlantic underrated home field advantages. So mm-hmm. I, I'm with you yep. guys. I wish I was there for that. Give us, give us two plays if you can. That and and, and let's not go deep. Let's save that. All right, because I, I even challenge the stream here to find something like John Shelton. We'll we'll get to this. I promise. The UTEP minus five and a half over Old Dominion. So I, I've put the challenge out to the stream for all the super sharps on the stream to try and trump you on something or, or, or stump you. Part of me is the term knowing, of course, that you have eyes on every single thing out there. So let's start with the it doesn't matter wh- who they are, where they are or what rank there are. If there is a rank next to them, give us your two strongest plays of the weekend. So I think the audience is going to like this one because I don't get too crazy with alternate line plays or exotics throughout the season. But right. I did this last year when it was Georgia, Alabama, and I'm doing it again in Ole Miss, Alabama. Okay. I think Lane, I think Lane Kiffin's going to come out with a tremendous game plan. Personality wise, I think it takes away from the fact his personality, I should say, takes away from the fact that he's one of the greatest offensive minds of the modern era. And not just in terms of the scheme he comes up with and putting his players in positions to succeed, but on a game by game basis, he's just a tremendous play caller. And he proved last year, you know, with a lousy defense that he could score with Alabama for about three quarters. I think you're going to see Ole Miss come out and play really well in the first 30 minutes of this game and grab the lead. And then it's going to be that same conversation, which is this is why Saban is a legend. This is why he always brings in the best coaches on the defensive side. They're going to adjust, and I think they're going to just edge past them in the second half. So yeah. a double result exotic where you take Ole Miss to win the first half, but Bama to win the game is plus 825. Wow. So I am on that. It was plus seven 750, I want to say, last year in the Georgia game. And the, the same thing happens. And I the other part of it, too, is that the Ole Miss defense, I think, is getting a little too much credit. They were absolutely horrific last year. You, overall total metrics, they were like, you know, the, the 110s. They're now just a regular bad defense. They're like in the 60s, 70s. Um, but that's not going to cut it against an Alabama team that is just carving up opponents. And Bryce Young has proven that it's plug and play at quarterback. So 
I don't think there's really any chance for Ole Miss to hold them under 45 points in this game, but I do think that they have enough offensively. And the the kind of fly in the ointment here is that you really need Ole Miss to get the ball on that first drive. If it's mm-hmm. Alabama winning the toss and deferring to the second half, that's tremendous for this bet because Saban's going to play a little bit strategy and try to win that middle eight, so to speak. Maybe cut the, the lead down to three, get the ball in the second half, and then they're off and running. But that's the first one on the board that I really like. So this is one yeah. where you stay away from Bama first half because they're they're usually gold. They're, they've been absolutely gold yeah. in the first half of games this year. That's uh, or I should say, really the last two years. So that's one hundred percent correct. Um, but yeah, Bama I think is just going to have a little bit of an issue getting acclimated defensively. You look at what they've lost in their front seven in recent years. The bread and butter has been putting a little extra pressure without blitzing. I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that against Ole Miss. And also their RPO game is so so punitive where it's like if you go in and you make one mistake and you leave somebody without leverage or you leave you know a linebacker one-on-one with a wide receiver matt Crowell's the kind of kid yeah that's gonna make slick. you pay it, yeah. it, it almost reminds me of the mid-90s with nebraska where it's like if you're off by one assignment someone's getting a pitch and they're going they can go to the house yeah. yeah yeah it's the same thing except just with bubble screens and, and short slants and things like that real quick for uh we get back to harry what's the second play that you like so looking at the board, this this board actually really impressed me in terms of like where the value was compared to last week. And I think the reason is we're now shifting into conference play in earnest. And at the G5 level, that means that these teams who have been getting their brains beat in for the last month are finally on a level playing field. And one game that I love and is not getting a lot of attention in terms of pure volume and overall handle is Kent State hosting Bowling Green. So Bowling Green goes up to Minnesota last week as a 30-point underdog, and they win outright. The thing is, they scored 14 points in that game. They've only scored 16.5 points per game all season. This offense still stinks. They're dead last in the FBS in rushing yards per game. And that's Kent State's only Achilles heel. They can't stop the run. So they're up against a weakness there. And the thing about it is that Kent State, they took the paychecks. They won. They played A&M. They played Iowa. They played Maryland. Three teams that are probably going to finish the season in the top 25. They're now limping out of the non-conference, but only figuratively. They're not injured. They have their quarterback, their three-star wide receivers by max standards back. They're 16.5-point favorite at home. This is a get-right game. I think they're absolutely going to crush Bowling Green and wow. probably get themselves positioned for a nice run up the max standings. Wow. There you have it. All right, we yep. got time for one more, Harry. All right, to... real quick, uh, any look-ahead risk Any look ahead risk for Penn State, uh, like you said, for Iowa uh, with Indiana this week, and also Cincinnati-Notre Dame. I mean, this, this is the biggest game in yeah. Cincinnati football history probably. Point. Great point. Yeah. Two, two points real quick. First, I, I love the under in Cincinnati-Notre Dame first half, and it's pretty simple. Notre Dame's offense um, was buoyed by three non-offensive touchdowns against Wisconsin. Yeah, They're still an offense yeah. that has issues on the line. They turned Kyron Williams from a future NFL running back into somebody who can't get two yards per carry. That's how bad their line has looked. And then on top of it all, you have the defensive coordinator from Cincinnati going to Notre Dame. He's going to know how to bottle up Cincinnati's main game plan. There's going to be adjustments along the way. But I see that first quarter being a defensive struggle, lots of punts. So I like the under there. Mm. Um, and what was the other game you asked about? Penn State. Is, it, is there a look-ahead factor for them, too? In a, in a regular week, you know, if they just t- drew a random 
opponent out of the Big Ten? I would say yes, but Indiana broke their heart last yes. year, and it really was the beginning of the wheels falling off emotionally for them in a game where you can look at that picture a thousand times. Is Penix Jr. in? Is he not in? Is his knee out of bounds? All these things. I don't think they're going to overlook them for that reason. They also, from a coaching staff perspective, Saban's talked about this before. He loved it when his teams would mail in a second half or a fourth quarter against a bad team because he could use his bulletin board film room stuff. You saw that against Nova. They, they really didn't close that game strong. And I think because of that, the you know Franklin and his staff are going to have the kids' attention. This Penn State defense is fantastic. And I was a little bit bullish on Sean Clifford having a bounce back year. I think the guy's proving it. And he's taking full advantage of those weapons on the perimeter. So I like Penn State in that spot. Awesome. Thanks, Great brother. Stuff. We appreciate you, Michael. At East Breeze, Saturday Down South, the Action Network is and the podcast where they are on fire. You want to be listening to him and following along on Twitter. That's it for us, too. So we're going to be back on a football Friday. We appreciate you, Michael. Thank you, sir. Take care. Good luck with the games, guys. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Mike. Thanks to everybody else out there. All right. Barrett, myself, Harry, all back tomorrow. Hit that thumbs up button. And please make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media. Subscribed. Subscribed. That's a uh, little Christopher Walker. Right. Subscribed. <laughs> Whatever Jacob Media YouTube page. <laughs> All right, we're back tomorrow. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.